So in the history of our podcast, Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures, we've recorded and released over 60 episodes. And I don't think that I felt more uncomfortable about typing a band's name into Google than I did while researching this song for Love is All Around by Wet, Wet, Wet. It is one of those titles for a band where the more you say it, it just feels so weird. And that you have to say wet three times. <laughs> oh I feel it's like a word like moist, which makes sense. But yeah. saying it three times is going to bring up some sort of villainous figure from the underworld. Yeah, and each time you say it, it's just exponentially more dirty. Am I right? If that's what it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the weird part. Wet, wet, wet came up with their name because they had tons of names for a band before that. Martin Pillow, who's the lead singer of the band, would say that every day there was a new title for the band. But they were thinking about artists like Duran Duran, okay. who had two names. Yeah. And so they thought, well, why don't we go with three? And you know what? It rains all the time in Glasgow. So it's always wet, wet, wet. That is not the story that i would expect to hear about this band yeah they're not a hard rocking band no 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 soft rock i would call yeah that, right and so would you think of their music as something like a wet 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 towel <laughs> well yes and no i don't know this song's pretty awesome right? it is fantastic yeah uh, did you go to the back catalog at all uh not really no no uh, no I did, and I enjoyed their music, but I could see how th there could be frustrations within the um, UK listening audience that had to hear this song basically nonstop all through 94, 95. Yeah. You know I love you. Okay, um, tell me more about Wet, 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 Frank. <laughs> so they're from, what, Glasgow, you said? Glasgow, yeah. Yeah, so the um, the members of the band, yeah, formed in 90, or 82. Mm -hmm. So they're 10 years before they had their first, like, really, really big uh, big hit. Yeah, so uh, the, the band is um, uh, Graham Clark, who plays bass and is on vocals, Tommy uh, Cunningham, uh, drums and vocals, uh, keyboards, pianos, vocals by Neil Mitchell. And uh, the original uh, lead singer was uh, Marty uh, Pello. Right. And so he's the one who sang on all their big hits. And yeah. They they all have co-writing credits on this. Mm -hmm. But I guess things went south after they this song kind of hit it big. And yeah. when they were going to be recording an album a few years later, they wanted to change up songwriting credits. And the drummer quit. Then Marty Pello left. And now the band is kind of made up of some other members it's tough when your lead singer leaves yeah unless you got larry gowan replacing him yeah bit well, of a different yeah. situation sticks has done pretty well there, yeah right? yeah yeah but it, it's it's kind of funny to see how many bands break up after their like huge su success because you always think about like you know the song comes out and it's and it's a huge smash and they get this massive popularity you think that would make their lives easier but i guess um obviously not because the same thing happened with berlin 
and there's there's other bands like they just I don't know if they just sort of collapse under the weight of their own success or what. But uh, yeah, I mean, at least they got we got this song from them, right? Yeah. Well, you know what, Frank? More money, more problems. More problems. Which is why I'm glad that the the podcast maybe isn't as successful as it could should be because this allows us to continue doing our work here. I would even say because we've we've been very popular and we've been able to get through that first hump of yeah the more money. Well, we never had more money. No, we. No. Okay. I think we. No money? No money. <laughs> no nope. money, no problems? Yeah. Well, we got the first part right. That's yeah. <laughs> so the the song Love is All Around is a cover song. And I think this is the first cover. Is this the first cover song we've done? I can't remember. That's a good question. I'm going to say yes. And if I'm wrong, someone please, you know, write in. Please write in. No one's writing us. We're, we're starting to get self-conscious about actually having an email address and uh, all these social media accounts. Anyways, this was a cover song originally recorded by the Trogs back in the 60s. It's written on the wind. It's everywhere I go. So if you really love me, come on and let it show. The Trogs were originally called the Troglodytes, are from um, Andover, Hampshire in, in the UK, probably more uh, popular for their song Wild Thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what really surprises me about this song coming from the Trogs is the fact that the Trogs are considered like a huge influence on uh, garage rock and punk scene. And then they have this song, Love is All Around. And it's really strange. Going back to it, there's this symphony playing during it. Yeah. It's like, I, Wild Thing definitely doesn't have a symphony playing with it. No, no. But they have influenced a ton of bands. Yeah. One of whom is R.E.M. Yeah, yeah. Who recorded Love Is All Around. Yeah, that was in, uh, previous to uh, to Wet, Wet, Wet. Yeah, so... It just sounds dirty again when saying yeah, it. Yeah, let's not talk about that band's name again. Yeah. We'll just call them WWW. Oh, that's pretty good. Now, the Trogs version of the song is likable. Yeah. But having grown up with this version, it feels like when I hear the Trogs version, it's not a thing where I'm saying, oh, wow, the Trogs version is so much better. Mm -hmm. It actually feels like it's missing something. Like a band that could do Wild Thing, it was this garage rock sort of thing. Yeah. They did this, but it felt like kind of halfway between what it could be and the garage thing. Yeah. But wet, wet, wet. Sorry, WWW, take it in a whole new direction. <laughs> you know, WWW takes more time. Than, it totally does. Yeah. Okay, we're back. We're wet, back wet, to wet, wet, wet. Yeah. So wet, 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 Frank, wet, 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 wet. <laughs> take it and they expand upon it. Yeah, so the Trogs do the original and then REM did a version back in 91, 92, I think it was. Yeah, they performed it live while they were touring for... I think, out of time, maybe. Yeah. They did an album with the Trogs, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. And then Wet, Wet, Wet gets their hands on this one. And they record it for the Four Weddings and a Funeral soundtrack. Right. They were given a choice of three songs. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, I don't remember those. It was uh, I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor and Can't Smile Without You by Barry Manilow. They made a good choice. Yeah, I, I can't see them doing I Will Survive. I mean... Cake, Cake does an, an amazing version of it. And uh, 
Can't Smile Without You. It just, uh, I don't think anyone else should try and sing that one. Well, it's open. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do you think we'll do an episode on Can't Smile Without You? We'll probably end up doing Barry Manilow at some point, I'm thinking, right? It'd be Mandy. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Wet 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 form in 87, I believe, or at least they released their first album. They might have formed in 84 or something like that. 82. Even earlier. All yep. right. And they basically said they could have been a bunch of roughhousing kids or they could do music. I hear this from bands kind of often when we do research. It's like, yeah, I could have ended up in a life of crime, but instead... I was in this I'm like in soft, soft rock, rock band. band. <laughs> <laughs> you and I could have done a life of crime, but yeah. instead we talk about well, soft rock bands yeah, on our podcast. Con- yeah. Exactly. I think we made the right choice here. I don't I don't think we would have done well as career criminals. No, no, clearly. They hit number one pretty early, I think. They did uh, a cover of the Beatles with a little help from my friends. Yeah. Then they had another one in like 92 that went to number one. Yeah, Goodnight Girl um, hit number one, right? Yeah, that's right. And then this was the big, big, big number one. Yeah. So big, it probably destroyed the band. They released an album that did fairly well in the UK, but it was sort of once you hit this sort of peak... It all goes downhill. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the song comes out and it's this massive success, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the movie, uh, which I still have not actually seen Four Weddings and a Funeral. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe it'll be this afternoon's viewing while I'm trying to sleep or something. But it goes to number one and it stays at number one in the UK for 15 consecutive weeks. And at that point, the record was 16 weeks, which was held by Brian Adams. Uh, Everything I do, I do it for you. Yeah. So in a move to try and push it up to 16, maybe 17 weeks, the record label says like they're stopping production of the single. So if, if people want it, they need to buy it now. Oh, and then they tried to say like, yeah, we're we're not producing any more physical copies of this. So if you want it, you have to buy it now in order to try and boost sales for the last couple of weeks. Okay, I thought it was the opposite that they were trying to pull it so they wouldn't keep going to number one. Well, I I think there I think there's differing stories, right, right? Right. I think wet 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 now realizes like yeah people were getting super annoyed so that's the story maybe they're going with now but that's also a a story that i heard that the record label did this in an effort to try and boost it past 16 weeks that makes more sense yeah listen if we're number one and we're annoyingly number one i content to stay number one yeah i'm gonna double down on that i'm gonna up the annoyance even further yeah i want our podcast to be the hero long enough that we become the villain yes (laughs) okay (laughs) But uh, but yeah, so it, it's this massive success, yeah. and also the the movie was a really big success yeah. too, right? It so. was a, both were surprise successes. Mm-hmm. Do your parents love this song? I don't know. Uh, my parents and I don't talk about music so much. I think there's there was an incident uh, where I, my dad was asking about you know Radiohead and saying how can you listen to this and I. I remember distinctly lashing out at him as a sullen teenager saying, you don't understand my music and you don't understand me. And he ran out of the room. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Too bad it wasn't wet, wet, wet. I know, right? That would have been fantastic. 
My family loves this song. This okay. is played a lot in my family. My sister loves the song, and then my my parents love the song as well. So this is big in the Hauser household. Yeah. So it doesn't match or eclipse uh, Brian Adams. It gets knocked off after the after the record label made this uh, uh, statement about the number uh, like producing copies of it. And you know what knocked uh, Wet 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 off the top? I read it and it immediately forgot, but it was a song title that I was familiar with, but then I didn't know who the artist was. It was uh, Saturday Night by Wigfield. So not like Saturday Night by the... Uh, Bay City Rollers? Yeah. Was no. it a cover? No, no, no. It's a Saturday Night... Dun, 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 oh, dun, dun. Yeah, that one. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How far to fall. I know, right? I can't believe that went to number one. Yeah. There's a lot of number ones out there. There's a lot of trashy number ones. Yeah. Well, this one, 15 weeks, you're holding court for almost four months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The song itself. Yes. Anthemic opening. Yeah. It, it kind of, it doesn't fit, but it does. Yeah. Right? Because it, it, it's something that's very, very separate, I find, from when they launch into the into the first verse. Right. So you have this anthemic opening yeah. and then it moves to this sort of soft lyrical sort of thing. Yeah. And and the opening, the instrumental uh, portion of it, it sounds like you could play that as a country song nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, that's one way. And you know what? Another thing I was thinking about is if you ever go to the symphony, yeah. there's that one poor person sitting at the back, the <laughs> timpani player is just sitting there. And you're like, what's that person doing? And they just stare for about an hour and 45 minutes, and then they hit the timpani for a couple bars, and then they sit back down. Yeah. I'd love to know what timpani players get paid. That's a whole other podcast. But I feel like if this were a symphony, the timpani player is already playing, and yeah. the, at the first beat, the timpani player is already going nuts, and yeah. then they... Go into the soft. So opening. just just so that I'm a timpani, that's that that big drum, right? Yeah, yeah, which makes no sense with the name of it. Timpani sounds way more delicate than a giant drum that you smash with mallets. That's right. So right? this is the timpani <laughs> opening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You had that gentle guitar, right? Picking, yeah. the finger yeah. picking going in, and then we go into the lyrics there. Yeah. So let's talk. We'll talk both sound and lyrics, Yeah. which is, of course, a great equation. Yeah. Sound plus lyrics equals song. There we go. <laughs> I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Love is all around, and so the feeling grows. Hand, foot, mouth disease. <laughs> I had this. I had this. Yeah, you, you have yeah. experience with this, yeah. right? It was all around. It was all it, around. But it wasn't love. No, it was just hand, foot, mouth yeah. disease. Yeah. yeah. I guess the love I have for my child who gave it to me. Yeah. I feel it in my finger. I feel it in my toe. Love is all around me. And so. So now it's written on the wind and it's everywhere I go. Yes, it is. So if you really love me, come on and let it show. Yeah. All right, there we go. First verse. It's written on the wind. It's everywhere I go. Oh, yes, it is. So if you really love me, 
I don't want to I don't want to call out contemporary songwriters or anything but like this was written back in the 60s. I I feel I mean it's not Shakespeare necessarily but I, but I feel that lyrics were a little more thoughtful back then. Yeah. So yeah, it's like he feels it in his fingers, he feels it in his toes like so fingers and toes like it's all it's running all through him. It's like electricity and love is all around me. So it's like he's in a pool of love wow which explains why wet 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 did it because they're in this pool of love which is why they're wet right wet, right wet, right thank goodness it's not also electricity yeah then they'd be dead dead dead, dead. dead. <laughs> okay so good work on your own analogy there frank that was <laughs> impressive and then from there it jumps to that breakdown where you have that gentle finger picking yeah. and then suddenly the electric guitar is like no no yeah. no we can rock out yeah here. that um I'll, I'll i'll try and make the noises with my mouth yeah, here yeah. but we'll, we'll we'll play the uh the actual song that like as they break into the chorus right yeah and it's just sets things up that it's like here we go back up almost yeah. like roller coaster We've yeah going easy going up and now yeah. here we go yeah you know i love you i always will my mind's made up by the way that i feel there's no beginning, there'll be no end, because on my love, you can depend. And that's that's like the love is all around. Like the love is, it transcends time, right? There's yeah. no beginning. There'll be no end. Yeah. Like this is always and forever. If I can quote the great, late, great Luther Vandross. You can, and you just did. I was wondering about the chorus a bit. Uh-huh. Um, he says you can depend on his love, but he does state the sort of, um, it has no beginning and no end. Yeah. I know that I love because of how I feel, because I feel on my fingers and my toes. Yep. And it gets to be a thing that's like, well, wait a second. You're not, you're describing this physical feeling of love. Mm-hmm. And that's what will keep him going right to the end of time. Yeah. Can you depend on this love? Do you feel you can? Well, he told us that he can. Right? <laughs> so, okay. So you got to believe would I? him. Like, okay. I have written down here. Let's see. Um, the no beginning or end had me worried because, uh, you know, I don't want to put this out there because I want to talk about four weddings and a funeral. There's a, a spoiler alert because you haven't seen it yet. So let me try to. No, it's okay. I'm going to earmuff Yeah, you just earmuff this. Yeah. So um, there's a funeral and four weddings and a funeral. Calm down. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be able to pull this off without spoiling it. Now, at the funeral, the person who was with the person who died yeah gives this sort of speech and talks about how the person this person is talking about see i'm not even using genders yeah (laughs) thought that love would last forever yeah but it did not Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting that this is in the movie even though 
one of the probably most tender moment of the movie is this funeral where you're like, okay, these people did really love each other. This yeah. is real. And then that person went on to get married four times. Was that, Definitely, is that- uh, I don't want to spoil it, but they they don't uh, they don't have that person hook up with anybody in the, at the next wedding. That's gotcha. for sure. Okay, but um, there is a he quotes a poem where he says that love ends. But anyways, back to this song. Love is never ending. It also is never beginning, which is really odd to me, unless he's talking about God. Yeah, is he talking about God? I I don't think so. Okay. I think that the intention is that it it it's so big that it's like it's all over. Like there okay. you you can't quantify and you you have no idea where it started because right. it's so big. He is swimming in the sea of he love. He is swimming in the sea of love. And getting wet wet wet. <laughs> Okay, we've talked chorus. There is only a second verse, right? I think yep. it's two verses. Yep. And uh, here we go. I see your face before me as I lay on my bed. I kind of get to thinking of all the things you said. Oh, yes, I did. You gave your promise to me, and I gave mine to you. I need someone beside me and everything I do. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I see. This has got to be about a wedding. I feel, at least in the context of this movie. It, 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 yeah, it definitely feels like a uh, sort of um, commitment for a relationship, whether it's a wedding or like just being with someone for all space and time and all that other sort of stuff. He comes to the that realization, right? Like, you know, I see your face before me as I lay on my bed. Like, he's thinking about her, even though physically they're at that moment not together. Or maybe they are. Maybe he, maybe she's sleeping and he's just up there thinking, right? In the Trogs version, I thought there's nobody in the bed. Okay. But in this version, I think there's somebody in the bed. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense, but I feel yeah. like this feels like a wedding night song. Yeah. Or even, it doesn't even have to be a wedding night song. Right. It could be like five, ten years down the road, you're you're lying in bed together and you're just sort of like, no, I need this person. I love this person so much that I, I need them around me all the time. Wow, that's so tender, Frank. I know, right? I'm a tender, tender person. All right. And then it goes, uh, maybe this is the chorus. You know I love you, I always will. Yeah. Is that pre-chorus or chorus? That's chorus. That's chorus. Okay. My mind's way up by the way that I feel. There's no beginning, no end. On my love, you can't depend. It goes on. But then... Later on, he says, come on and let it show. Is that just expressing love? Like, is that just a sort of thing he's saying? Come on and let it show as in, uh, how do I put this? Is it come on and let it show as in a criticism or just an encouragement? I think it's an encouragement, right? Like, it's it's about, um, you know, like, we love each other. Like, let's not be afraid to... Not that they necessarily need to flaunt it or, or or anything, but like 
it's okay. Like it's okay to be in love. It's okay to have feelings for someone. It's okay to let other people know how I feel about this person. Yeah. It could have gone like a, a really sort of carnal way and in terms of like, you know, I love you. It's like, come on, show me how much you love me and, and made it a little more physical. But yeah, I, yeah. I believe in the innocence of this love and what this is about. This is showing love all around to the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hippie-ish as well, but like at the same time within this relationship, whatever that may be. Okay. Excellent. So what is your favorite part of the song? At 306. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's very, very specific. Very specific. It's the part where he says, because on my love, you can depend. And he says, yeah, in such a way that to me is just perfect. Yeah. And only like 10 seconds later, he does this vibrato show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to play it for you here just so I... Feel yeah. satisfied. Yeah. I realize that he said, yeah, actually after the, oh, well, because he said, yeah, earlier, but yeah. the, yeah, is this sort of cast off? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And then when he says show, and then it's like, he says show, and then I feel him putting his hands up in the air and saying show. Yeah. 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 Which I think this would be a great gymnastics routine. Yeah. I think th that show part, you got to be on the double bar doing some crazy things that they outlawed. Yeah, that, then the crowd gets up and gives you a standing ovation as you continue to just spin yeah. around and get dizzy. Yeah, to come on and let it show. Yeah, yeah. just keep spinning on that yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah, There we go. This is a perfect gymnastics This is a gymnastic song. <laughs> <laughs> floor routine even. I yeah. think you do a floor routine to this. Maybe like with the, the ribbons or something like oh, that. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, perfect. I don't watch a lot of gymnastics. Okay, well, when we get the TikTok up and running, yeah. floor routine I'm to this song. floor routine yeah. to this song. You are. Oh, that's, uh, that's going to be humbling. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what about you? What's your favorite? I really love the transition from the uh, opening into the, that first verse, but also that first verse into the chorus because it, it has that the, the nice finger picking and it's like, you yep. know, it's sort of calmed down, but then they punch it up again with that chorus. Yeah. Which oh, yeah, yeah. I, I like I like the way they, they start high, they sort of settle it down, then they punch up again, right? Yeah. It, it, the way that the, the song moves that way is really cool. And that ender, they just keep punching it and punching it up. Yeah. So key change is it a key change there? I don't know if the key change if there's a key change, but the the ending like it it just keeps repeating on itself, right? But it doesn't stagnate. It, it continues to sort of like grow, right? Just like his love. Yeah. Right. It continues to grow. It continues just to move and develop. Yeah. The 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 ending which. It, it could be very easy to to get bored with it, but it, but it, I think I could listen to this ending on repeat for like hours. Yeah, I don't find this song annoying. No, and I never got bored with it when we heard it in yeah. the nineties. Yeah. So, um, UK listeners, you can let us know why 
you were so angry yeah but then again it wasn't number one here anyways yeah no no that's right too yeah which is which is uh i mean considering how huge it was in the uk you, you think one of the uh the commonwealth countries would have picked up on that too right by then maybe informer by snow was taking the yeah. world by storm <laughs> well we had our own pride right <laughs> yeah scarborough's own So do you remember when uh, so when the song was out and and the movie was out for weddings yeah. and a funeral? So we we have a friend in high school. Um, we we've spoken about him before, but Andrew, who has British lineage as well. Yeah, I, I think he really used the the movie and uh, Hugh Grant's burgeoning popularity to his advantage because Andrew's mom was was uh, from the UK. Yeah, so Andrew has you know he's British, but he kept like doubling down on like seeing how much he looked like Hugh Grant and how much everybody told him that he looked like Hugh Grant. And I think he used that to his, uh, to his advantage with the ladies back in the, back in the day. Oh, and as he should have. Yeah, was, absolutely. Uh, he does kind of look like Hugh Grant. He does. Yeah. He, you know, they had the same floppy haircut and oh, everything man. too, right? And, it's a good looking man, Andrew. I know. Come on and let it show. Yeah. But you didn't need any more help, man. <laughs> you didn't need any more help. They said I look like the oldest brother in Hanson. It didn't work out for me, though. Yeah. <laughs> so the song obviously was was huge and everything. But the lead singer or the songwriter from the Trogs gets massive royalties from this. Yeah. So uh, Reg Presley, who's the lead singer and songwriter from, from the Trogs, he's the one that's really, really benefiting from all of this. Apparently, he used a lot of that money to fund his research into crop circles. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Did they finally admit those crop circles were just people making circles in their lawn, or or were they still a real thing? Um, It depends on who you talk to. Okay. I'm talking to you, Frank. Uh, I I think there are people doing this. (laughs) All right. Categories? Categories. Let's... uh... I well, have a mixtape. Do you have a mixtape? I kind of do. Okay. Why don't you go first? Okay. So my mixtape, the theme I've gone with is cover songs that are more popular than the originals. Oh, that's way better than mine. Good for you. Do okay. you want to do yours first and so we end on a high note then? Or yeah, what? for sure. Because <laughs> mine joking. is just love is all around. Okay. So songs about love being all around. Okay. So there is a... Uh, well, it opened with this song. And then there is a song. I was looking for covers of the song. And I found a band called Love Psychedelico, which turned out to be a J-pop band. Okay. And I'm like, oh, cool. They did Love Is All Around. But it was a totally different song. Oh, okay. But it was fantastic. So I'm going to put that song on it. Okay. The next one is a theme from Mary Tyler Moore. Okay. Called Love Is All Around. <laughs> and then I had a Sam Phillips song called Love Is Everywhere I Go. Yeah. Which is okay. A, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now give us your awesome mixtape. All right. So, um, like I said, cover songs that are more popular than the original. Yeah. Uh, and some of these are just more popular in my heart. Okay. As opposed to, you know, on the charts or anything yeah. like that. Uh, Nothing Compares to You, original by Prince, and the cover by Sinead O'Connor. Well done. Respect, the original by Otis Redding. And the cover, Aretha Franklin. Wow, okay. I didn't even know that. Okay, good. 
Hallelujah, original Leonard Cohen. And the more popular version is by Jeff Buckley. Correct. Yeah, it's good. It's just yeah. a fantastic version of the yeah. song. Yeah. Killing Me Softly, originally by Roberta Flack and uh, covered by the Fugees. Sweet Jane, the Velvet Underground, covered by Cowboy Junkies. And if you haven't heard that version of it, and again, it's uh, it's more popular in my heart, perhaps, but it's a uh, listen to that. Ver- oh, my oh, yeah. goodness. Such yeah. a fantastic song. Lou Reed agrees with you. By yeah, the way. that's true. And then uh, finishing it off, Tainted Love, the original Gloria Jones and covered by Soft Cell. Wow. This is new. Th- I didn't even know that okay. either. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Okay, it was a cool. song from the uh, from the 70s. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. The, the original is really good, too. Oh, but okay. uh, obviously, Soft Cell made it uh, made it their own. You killed on the mixtape today. Got to kill something. You killed it softly. Yeah, I killed it softly. Hallmark movie. Yeah. They already got one. It's called Four Weddings and yeah. Funeral. Not a Hallmark movie, but a surprising success when it came out. It was an indie film. Yeah. But they had Andy McDowell, which already kind of pointed towards possibility of it getting big. Mm-hmm. But it was unlike anything else that had was coming out at the time. Yeah. And so I rewatched it last night. And even though, like, subject matter is, is kind of weird because Annie McDowell's character, his name's Carrie, I think, mm-hmm. is kind of, to me, the villain of the story. I mean, I don't know if that's a hot take or I'm going to get in trouble for that, but <laughs> she, like, not likable to me. Yeah. Hugh Grant, totally likable. But actually, all the other people who are getting married in the movie are far more respectable to me as people and the life choices they're making and then the funeral of course is this really tender scene but the song comes up the trogs version comes up as a cover band version early on in this in the movie but later on at the end this comes right as the credits are going but i do just want to mention that there's this horribly written final scene with andy mcdowell not giving anything away okay but she refers to in a way the band and I'm just going to play a couple of clips here from it that I can splice together because they're horrible. Hello. Hi, you're soaking No, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Comes a point when you're so wet you can't get any wetter. And it wasn't the person standing next to me in the veil, it's the person standing opposite me now in the rain. Is it still raining? I hadn't noticed. So for a movie that was so clever and so fun, they just... Um, a little ham-handed with oh, the Oh, yeah. So the Andy McDowell just didn't feel like she fit in with these sort of top players to me. Even though Andy McDowell's great, it just didn't fit. However, the movie is really fun, even though it does challenge certain notions about what love is. And so the conclusions they come to, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I liked it. I, I, rewatching it, it was so nice to rewatch a movie that I liked from the past that still held up. Mm -hmm. And no one had a superhero cape on. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. And it wasn't like there was no violence. It just was a movie for like adults. That was fun. Maybe maybe I'll give that a shot finally. Okay. You know, only what, 30 years late? Yeah. Um, Who else do you think could sing this song? Interesting because it's a cover yeah. I, I was just surprised R.E.M. had done a version of it. Yeah. And so now that Wet 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 have done a version, trying to think of what 
could come next is tricky. Mm-hmm. But I'd be interested to see Tom Jones give it a go. Okay. Just okay. off the top of my head. Um, I referenced this kind of uh, in a previous episode that Wet 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 could sing Back for Good by Take That. So I think Take That could do a version of this song as well. That's a good call. All right, I accept that. I'll okay. be with you on that. And the great thing about Take That's video for Back for Good is they were constantly wet, wet, wet because they were in the rain. Speaking of videos, did you watch the video for this? Yeah, it's just scenes from the movie, really. Well, them playing in front of... like So, I mean, there's really not a whole lot no, to say. Not, right? It's just like, hey, this is the band. And this guy's got a 1990s goatee now. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't hold it too long. And no. one of the guys in the band has the biggest cross earring I've ever seen. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's like he took burying the cross to a whole other level. <laughs> so it was like he really just took a wooden cross and just attached it and to just, the loop. Like just nailed it into yeah. his ear. Yeah, not even Madonna would do yeah. this to herself. No. So that's what I took from it. Not Nothing much to speak of. I think there's better things they could do with a video. But yeah. The movie itself covers yeah, it. It, it, it was the, the video was just promotion for the movie anyways, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and a dance, wedding dance, when would this play? I think it it, it plays kind of midway through where you're you're getting a little bit of a break from uh, from all the, the, the fast stuff. You're slowing it down a little bit. Is this a slow dance song, though? It's it's kind of, a, I, I think it might be a, a tough one. Yeah, I think it works. I think it works yeah. for slow dance. It's a nice one. Where yeah. It's... Uh, you can at least pick up the pace, but you can still, you know, yeah. go hip to hip on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, that's not the word. Hand to hip on this. Hand to hip, yeah, yeah. Do people do hand to hip or no? At weddings, you're going to go hand to back, hand to hand. Yeah, hand to hand, yeah. Yeah. Before I came into the Winchester today, I looked outside and I could see the trees moving from the wind, which is why trees move. Unless they're being cut down. If they're being cut down, they, they fall. Right, right, right. Okay. No one was cutting down trees. I didn't hear gotcha. anything anyways. And it had me thinking about the song and that love being written on the wind. It gave me this sort of moment of being grateful for my relationship, but also for this podcast. I've felt it from our listeners, the sort of the love for what we do and for the music we put out there. So I hope that when you hear this, you can feel the winds of our love moving through your trees. And come on and let it show. Thanks for listening to Bill and Frank's Guilt-Free Pleasures.